I feel good. Na 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 na. I knew that I would now. <laughs> I always feel good because I'm healthy, fit, and strong. How about you? The challenge we've got though as healthy, fit, strong people, if you're an exercise professional or somebody who wants to inspire and motivate the world to be healthy, fit and strong, it seems that the world is a little bit lazy. There's lots of excuses, reasons, justifications for people not exercising. Is it possible that like my little frog here, uh, there are lots of humans that would prefer to lie down, watch the telly uh, and maybe eat some snacks rather than exercise. So there's some challenges if you do that, of course, and we do now live in a world where there are an enormous number of people, more than 50% with all of these challenges, coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, cardiovascular disease, lots of cancers, uh, depression, anxiety, uh, and then Alzheimer's and dementia as people get older. And they are what the medical experts are calling uh, activity diseases. They're either preventable or curable if we are fit and strong, if we're active. And, it, and it's not just being active, it's actually getting puffed and lifting heavy so that our body literally is under pressure to stay strong and to stay fit so that we can be healthy for the rest of our lives. Now, to me, that's a pretty exciting thing, keeping people healthy, fit and strong. And as you know, I love this, stay young and strong for long. So how do we do that if people don't want to do it? Uh, and how do we deal with the uh, justification or the excuses that people use for not exercising? Well, I always start with something that uh, seems pretty logical and common sense to me. Because uh, I'm not sure that I can change lazy people. I'm not sure that I can change adults. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure that once you're in the habit of doing something that we can force people out of the habit of it. But every day there are children being born into this world. And I would love for all of our kids to grow up knowing that being healthy, fit and strong was actually a normal part of life and they can be healthy, fit and strong. And unfortunately, we now live in a world where it isn't normal to be healthy. There are literally more than 50% of people in most countries that have horrible diseases and I'd like to stop those, how about you? So what if, uh, from when our kids are born, now obviously they have to eat straight away, so uh, there's always the process of how do I get this beautiful new baby to eat, whether it's being breastfed or bottle fed. Uh, and then we, uh, obviously at the start, we change it snappy and we do all of that for our kids. But there comes a time when we actually teach our kids to use the toilet and use the toilet paper. And we want them to get that functioning process, the normal part of life, uh, to be something that they learn and keep doing for the rest of their lives. As soon as a child gets teeth, uh, parents have shared with me that we teach our kids to brush their teeth. Uh, it's something that we want our kids to have strong teeth, healthy teeth, healthy mouth. So as soon as we, it's, it's, it's oh look, teeth, toothbrush, toothpaste, let's brush that one tooth. Uh, it seems normal. So we teach our kids to be clean. We feed them and then teach them to feed themselves. We make sure that they have strong teeth. Obviously they breathe. Uh, there comes a time when children start learning to dress themselves and then they start choosing their own clothes. But we teach them that, don't we? We dress them and then we teach them to pick what they want to wear and teach them how to tie their shoelaces and do up zippers and buttons and all of that stuff. So being a parent, I imagine, and I'm very um, hesitant to even talk about this because I don't have any children, but I was a child once. <laughs> and I learned all of those things. Why is it that we don't teach our kids that exercise is a normal part of life? This is something that's very perplexing to me. What if when we teach our kids to brush their teeth, use the bathroom, eat food, wear clothes, have a shower, have a bath, why don't we teach them to exercise as if exercise was a normal part of their life? 
Because that is one of the excuses that people use, and I'm sure that if you are an exercise professional, you're planning to be one, you have people in your life who you'd love them to exercise. Uh, the One of the excuses, and I'm sure you've heard lots of excuses, uh, but people talk about that exercise has never been a part of their life. It's not a normal part. How do I fit it into my lifestyle? I don't do it. Uh, but if I ask those same people, do you brush your teeth, do you wear clothes, do you eat food, do you have a shower, do you use the bathroom and know how to do it, of course the answer is yes. So what if that was one of the things we focused on uh, as parents, teachers, uh, when we're, we're teaching young children to become adults? What if exercise became a normal part of their life? And then uh, do we need to take responsibility that if our kids are going to learn to exercise, then A, we have to be doing it, and then we have to teach them, perhaps by example, uh, how important it is to exercise. And why is it that we don't get the connection between a healthy body, a disease-free body, a depression-free body, all of the things that make life pretty bloody miserable. If you're not healthy, you're not fit, and you're not strong, life becomes pretty ordinary. So we want our kids to have a great job, a great career. We want them to get educated. We want them to make friends. We want them to earn money. Why is it that we have that disconnection that being healthy, fit and strong is just a normal part of life? Exercise is a normal part of life, like brushing your teeth. So if we can change that process, and I'm not sure that I can. I'm just sharing the information because I think it would be really cool, wouldn't it, if our kids all grew up knowing that exercise was just a normal part of life. Uh, and then what about the number one excuse for not exercising? So people will say, well, I can't fit it into my lifestyle. And usually that excuse is, I haven't got time. And this is where I think as exercise professionals, we need to take some serious responsibility. Uh, is it possible that for a very long time, and perhaps since the beginning of exercise time, whenever that was, uh, that we have been promoting exercise that takes too long? One of the biggest excuses, reasons, justifications that people will give you, and they've certainly given me for the last 40 years, is I don't have time. So I'll ask the question again, those same people, do they find the time to brush their teeth? Yes. Do they find the time to have a shower? Yes. Do they find the time to eat food? Yes. Do they find the time to wear clothes? Yes. But is it possible that all of those things, uh, that they're an important part of life, but they don't take very long? And one of the challenges, and I'll just ask a really silly question, if it took an hour to brush your teeth or an hour to have a shower or it took an hour to get dressed or it took an hour every time you ate food, is it possible that we might not be doing those things quite so often? Imagine telling a child you have to brush your teeth for an hour. You have to sit here for an hour and eat your food. It's going to take you an hour to put your clothes on. You have to be in the shower for an hour. See, we don't, that just sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? We don't tell kids that. So why do we make exercise so long and why has it become so long? Why do people think that the longer you exercise for, the better it is? And you'll often hear that more is better. Some of the big uh, health organizations in the world, some of the public health um, promoters will say that we need to do 150 minutes a week of moderate activity. And there it lays the challenge because the more moderate the activity, the longer you have to go for. The easier you exercise, the longer you have to go for to get any kind of benefit. Here's the really exciting thing. The harder you exercise, the more effort you put in. If you put in 100% effort, it doesn't take very long. In fact, it's so tinyly short, if there's such an expression, that there couldn't possibly be an excuse. 
Uh, if, if it takes a minute to brush your teeth, and we never miss brushing our teeth, what if exercise was as little as 10 seconds? All bouts of exercise. What if they should, should only be 10 seconds? And I'm going to, I, I, I could put this up for argument, but I'm very hesitant to do that because if you understand anatomy, physiology, and of course, as exercise professionals, we should, as medical professionals, we should, uh, any kind of allied health professional, we should really understand anatomy and physiology. Uh, anatomy and physiology 101, the fundamentals, the basics, the ABC, says that there's three energy systems. There's the phosphate system, which is 10 seconds for intense activity of 100% effort. There's the lactate system, which is 10 seconds to two minutes, which is high intensity activity, but it comes with this thing called lactic acid, which is a, a waste product that causes burning in the muscles. When lactic acid hits your nerve endings, it hurts, it burns. And often people mistake that burning for exploding fat cells. There's no fat being burnt in that system. The, the energy source is carbohydrate, the waste product is lactic acid, and it lasts between uh, 10 seconds and two minutes. The third part of anatomy physiology 101, the third energy system in the body is the aerobic system, which is designed for us to go for a long time. So if you look at it, look at the human body as being, or hasn't been, hasn't evolved yet from hunters and gatherers, the phosphate system was when we got attacked by a wild animal or attacked by a wild tribe and we had to get the hell out of there. That was 10 seconds of intense activity. If we had to keep going fast because the animal was still chasing us or the tribe was still chasing us, then we had to, we literally had to build up a resistance to that lactic acid in that two minutes because we had to go fast. But the aerobic system, which is designed for us to keep going for a very long time, is for the days that we had to walk and walk and walk and walk to try and find food, or we had to hunt and hunt and hunt and hunt for many days to try and find a wild animal to kill and eat. It's designed for a very long time. So what the body does is to be able to keep going for a really long time, is it possible that it paces itself, not just physically, but metabolically? We don't burn up very many calories when we're just plodding along. It feels like it's a big, <laughs> boring, long, monotonous process of an hour or two hours or even 30 minutes for some people is a really long time to exercise. And I'll go back to the excuses which is easier, lie down on and watch the telly eating chocolate or doing one hour of exercise? And then, of course, if you go for one hour of exercise, there's the excuse, which is, well, I deserve a reward now, so I need to lie on the couch, have a rest and have a biscuit. And is it possible that that's one of the reasons why exercise doesn't work for people? Because they put in an hour's worth of effort thinking it's a big effort, but it doesn't burn very many calories. It doesn't have much change on the body. Because we can do it for a long time, your body's got to stay pretty close to normal so you can keep going. To get changes in your body, to stimulate change, to stimulate metabolic change, physiological change, psychological change, for those neurotransmitters in your brain to get moving, you have to go hard. Now, here's the awesome thing when it comes to excuses. If you can't find 10 seconds every so often to get puffed, one would suggest perhaps should we analyze our lifestyle. If we can find a minute to brush our teeth, if we can find uh, 10 minutes to have a shower or five minutes to have a shower, if we can find five minutes to scoff down some food, if we can find a few hours to watch telly, what if 
every so often throughout the day, you put in 10 seconds of intense activity. 10 seconds. That's the phosphate system. But that's where you go at 100% effort. You go as hard as you possibly can. And I always love asking this question, is it possible that if you put in 100% effort, you might get 100% result? Reverse, is it possible that if you put in a slow, boring, long, monotonous 50% effort, that you might get a really long, slow, boring, monotonous result? Half an effort, half a result. Big exercises, big results. Hard, intense activity, hard, intense results. To get fit, you've got to get puffed. To, lift, uh, to get strong, you've got to lift heavy. And all of those only take a very short period of time. So the biggest number one excuse on the planet, I, can't, I haven't got time to exercise, could we just nail that as exercise professionals? Could you find 10 seconds every so often throughout the day? Not throughout the week, because is it possible that we psych ourselves out, I've got to go to the gym for an hour? Now, you might not, because you might be the ultimate exercise person who loves it. And I used to be too. I used to exercise for hours and hours every day. But here's my question. Is it possible there comes a time in your life where you won't have hours and hours? Is it possible that there are people that used to be elite athletes, sports people, people that exercised regularly, but now they've got a family, they've got a business, they've got a job, they've got other things going on in their life, so they can't find hours and hours, and they think they need to find hours and hours. Do we have a responsibility as an exercise professional, as somebody who wants to help people to be healthy, to get that message across that high-intense activity only lasts for 10 seconds. And if you put in, in and I call it inject because I like to inject positivity into my life, if I inject 10 seconds of high-intense activity into my life throughout the day, and as you've often heard me share, for me, it's four puffs an hour, four puffs an hour, because every 15 minutes I put in, a, are you ready? 10 seconds of high-intense activity. Every 15 minutes, my goal is to get really puffed so that I pump happy neurotransmitters into my brain. I change my body chemistry so my body stays young and fit and strong for long. Yay! So number one excuse is I don't have any time. How much time do you need? 10 seconds. Whether you're lifting heavy, punching, kicking, sprinting, jumping, push-upping, skipping, doesn't matter. As long as you are doing as, as much intense or working as, at, at an intense level for 10 seconds, you will get puffed. And when you get puffed, you get fit. If you lift heavy, as heavy as you possibly can, by the time you get to that 10-second mark, you can't lift another one because it's too bloody heavy, you will get strong. And watch, watch that happen, by the way. To get fit really, how do I know I'm getting fitter? You get puffed, you recover, and you recover quicker when you fit up. So everybody gets puffed in 10, in 10 seconds if they put in a high uh, intense activity. But when you're fitter, you recover quicker. So you can go again if you want to. So I'll just rephrase that for the people who are fanatics and love to exercise for long periods of time. Is it possible that even if you have 10 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour, it's still a really good idea to go as hard as you can, have a rest, go as hard as you can, have a rest rather than plod along for 30 minutes or plod along for an hour. So we've, we've nailed the, the time excuse. You don't need a lot of time. In fact, you don't want to be wasting time on exercises that are a waste of time. If you, go, if you exercise at less than 100% activity or 100% intense activity at 100, less than 100% effort, is it possible that that exercise is not as efficient as it could be? So what if all of our exercise bouts were only 10 seconds? No excuse for time. One of the other excuses, of course, that people use is money. And yes, you can join a gym, and yes, you can buy expensive equipment, and yes, you can have an exercise professional to help you, and of course, it's nice to have a coach. Uh, but did you know that you can exercise and not have to spend any money at all? Did you know that you can 
do push-ups in your kitchen. You don't need to go to the gym to do those. Did you know that you can do jump squats in your kitchen? You don't need to go to the gym to do those. Did you know that you can actually spar air box, as some people call it, and you don't need equipment. You don't need gloves and you don't need a boxing bag. Uh, skipping rope, the last one I bought, it was $5, and it's a really good quality skipping rope. But let's say you don't use a skipping rope. Let's, let's say you use some stairs, you run up and down the driveway, you find some soft sand. Uh, you don't have to invest any money at all to be fit. Some people say to me, yes, but this, this very expensive watch that I've got on my arm that measures how many steps I've done and what my heart rate is and how much sleep I had and... Do you have to have one of those? In fact, the reverse of that. What if you could just get really fit and really strong without one so that that thing wasn't the reason why you were or weren't fit? There's a lot of jokes at the moment about, oh, I can't go and exercise because I haven't got my monitor to tell me whether I'm exercising hard enough. Here's a great way to test whether or not you're exercising hard enough. If you get puffed, really puffed, you're exercising hard enough. So do we have to have equipment and spend money? Absolutely not. We can exercise for free. The most powerful drug on the planet that makes the most massive changes physically and psychologically to our body is for free. It takes a tiny amount of time and it's for free. So they're the two biggest excuses that people use for not exercising. There are many others I know and it could be that I'm injured or it could be that I had a bad experience with exercise before and it didn't work. Uh, it, could, it could be that uh, I don't like going to the gym. It could be that I don't uh, want to exercise with other people. I don't like active wear. Uh, as I say those things, I feel a bit embarrassed as I say them because that, can you hear? They're actually excuses. Do you have to wear active wear? No. Do you have to go to the gym? No. Uh, do you have to look in the mirror? No. Uh, it, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. We find time to brush our teeth. We find time to bathe. We, we find time to eat food. Wouldn't it be awesome to be a healthy, fit, strong human being because we invested the time, not found it, we invested the time to turn our body into a fast, fat-burning machine, calorie-burning machine, high-performance machine, germ bug and virus fighting machine, happy drug pumping machine, and we could live happily, young and strong for long. That's what exercise does for us. And it's short and it's for free. You don't have to spend any money. So I'd like to invest a bit of time now nailing some of those excuses with the reasons why uh, perhaps your headspace could change or you could help other people's headspace to change if you've ever not exercised and come up with an excuse. So let's just say you don't feel like exercising. One of the beautiful things about movement is movement creates momentum. Momentum creates movement and then uh, momentum and movement create happy drugs pumping through your brain. So the more you move, the more inspired you become. The fitter and stronger you become, the more motivated you become. So is it possible that you've got to get started? But what are some of the reasons why we should get started? And I hate using the word should because we often should all over ourselves. I should go to the gym and I should exercise and I should eat healthy food. But what about this? I want to because, not I should, but I actually want to be a fit, strong human being because... Excuse me, I'm getting excited. I want to give you an example of one of my clients who wasn't my client. His wife was my client. And she said, my husband is never going to exercise. He's never going to. I'd love him to come and train with you, Rowie, but he's never going to exercise. He just makes every excuse, excuse under the sun. Until they got pregnant. And she came in to share with me that I'm having a baby. And she was really excited. 
And literally overnight, her husband's headspace changed from uh, fun life, happy life, love my wife, to I have a fun life, I love my wife, and I want to have a great life, but now I want to have a great life for my child. And it was like something clicked inside his head. And he stopped smoking, stopped drinking, stopped taking drugs, started exercising and literally became almost overnight because it only takes a second to make a decision, doesn't it? It's the implementation of the decision that can be a little bit complicated. But he made the decision, we're having a baby, I'm going to be a fit, strong father. And he started doing long distance running. He started wanting to do Ironman events. Uh, He just loved being really fit and strong because he had something that clicked over in his brain. So for him, it was, I'm going to have a baby. Interestingly, though, there are a lot of, and this is, I've got to be very careful because I don't want to be judgmental, but is it possible that there are a lot of parents who are really out of shape and really unfit and really, they're heading towards some serious diseases if they haven't got them already because they smoke or drink or don't exercise. So they've, they've got type 2 diabetes or on their way to getting it. Their heart's not in good condition because they're not looking after it. Their muscles and bones are wasting away. Uh, They're heading towards all of those horrible diseases, coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, stroke, cancer, uh, cardiovascular disease. They're just horrible diseases that happen to the human body as it wastes away, as it rots away. As a parent, how will our kids know? And again, I have to be very careful because I have no children. But how will our kids know? that it's possible to be healthy, fit and strong, to live young and strong for long if their parents aren't setting the example. Uh, how, how do we... Uh, you can say I'm speechless. I don't have an answer to that question. What I do, uh, and I, this is again a very controversial statement I'm about to make, but it's one of the statements that I used to make with uh, all of my Every single one of my mums that ever said to me, I've got no time to exercise, or this, this, this would often come out. I've tried everything, it doesn't work. I've tried every exercise program, every diet, nothing works, I'm going to give up. And I would ask this question, very controversial. If somebody held a gun to one of your children's head and said, if you don't get healthy for your kids, we're going to kill your kids. Is it possible that that could flick a switch? Now, that's a very controversial and tough question. But is it possible that if you're not living healthy, fit and strong for your kids, you are killing your kids? We've now got some very horrible data from some of the public health organisations in the world that now we've got children dying before their parents because they've been brought up inactive, they've been brought up with crappy food and they are dying early with coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis and cancer. Their parents aren't dying yet because their parents had a childhood that was active. They were active in school, they played sport, they had, didn't have all the mechanical devices that are saving us so much activity. So kids are dying before their parents. I don't know how that sits with you, but I think that's wrong. Barring accident, I think that uh, there should be a, a chronological advancement of I go to my parents' funeral, not the other way around. And what example are we living for our kids? Not telling our kids what to do. So I'm just going to park that, plant that. Uh, Do we have kids making excuses not to exercise and not to eat healthy food because their parents don't? So could that be a really... uh, Should it be, could it be a motivation? I want to live healthy, fit and strong for my kids. 
So then another really interesting way of removing excuses uh, is to get a mirror and actually look in that mirror. There's a lot of uh, my clients and, and a lot of just the general public have shared with me over my career path of 40 plus years that the big reason they stopped making excuses for not exercising was they actually saw the truth. So they caught their reflection in a mirror because a lot of people share with me that as they got overweight or unwell or unfit or unhealthy, they just stopped looking in the mirror. But one day they caught their reflection, whether it was in a mirror or a window or they were on video at a wedding and they went, oh my God, is that me? And in fact, some people have even shared with me that they've seen the, the, the picture of themselves or a reflection of themselves and didn't even realize it was them. And when they did, it was like, oh my God, I can't believe this has happened to me. I can't believe I have allowed this to happen to me. And that was the day their life turned around. It was the day their life changed. They either came and joined the gym or they called an exercise professional to help them or they booked in with Roe for personal exercise coaching or they did something because they, they needed to. And that's always, it's always been the statement, I have to stop making excuses. I have to make a change. So perhaps rather than wait for that reflection, because you, the challenge with waiting to go, oh my God, I can't believe I've gotten so fat or I've so overweight or I'm so unwell, is now you have to work on something and it's really hard. If you've got to lose, uh, if, if, if you've got five kilos extra fat, not too hard to get rid of. 25 kilos, a little bit more complicated. Of course it can be done, but it's you're starting from a much harder place. And often that rude awakening comes from looking in a mirror and you go, wow, I don't, I don't recognize that's even me. And it, it takes a long time to get back to me. So what if you buy yourself a mirror and you turn the lights on or open the curtains and stand in front of that mirror stark naked and take a look? And this is not about you have to look good naked in the mirror, but there is a definite connection between how you look physically and how you are performing on the inside. Now, I understand there's also a disconnection because there's a lot of people that look beautiful but they're mentally unhealthy and they're not healthy on the inside. So they've got low body fat percentages, but they're very unhealthy on the inside. But if you've got to the point where you don't know uh, whether or not, I'll rephrase, if you're at the point where you're continually making excuses about not exercising, not looking after yourself, not being fit, could it be a great opportunity to just avoid the <gasps> seeing your reflection when it's all too late, or it could be too late, and, and, I'll, and I will add to that, sometimes it is too late. For men in particular, uh, the first symptom of coronary heart disease for most men is sudden death because men seem to avoid the doctor, they don't get their blood pressure checked, they don't check their resting heart rate, they get too busy to exercise, they work really hard, they drink too much and eat too much and then they die, bang, dead. Ah, that is too late, especially if you've got kids or grandkids that would like, like you to be around. So before that, before it is too late, what about buy yourself a mirror and have a look and be honest with yourself? Because isn't that the beautiful thing about a mirror? It tells you the truth, unless you buy a skinny mirror, of course, but why would you do that? So if you are making excuses justifying um, you, you think it's okay not to be healthy, fit and strong, it might not be because if you're an adult, you can do whatever you bloody well want, of course, and you can live your entire life unhealthy, unfit, weak, and out of shape. It doesn't matter. But if you have people in your life who are relying on you, 
to be around. If you've got people in your life relying on you to set the example, live the example of healthy, fit and strong, could it be time to stop making excuses? Time can't be an excuse because the, the shorter you exercise, the, the more effective the exercise. You don't need equipment. You don't need to anybody to help you do that. You can just sprint on the spot in your kitchen. You can do push-ups <laughs> in your kitchen. You don't need any equipment. So there's no time excuses. There's no money excuses. Uh, every other excuse, I'd reckon if you gave yourself a really good uppercut, you might find that none of those are really excuses. Is it possible that... Uh, we've just become lazy like my froggy here and I ask that very respectfully because if you are lazy you can be you, there's not I have no you get to make all the choices about your life your clients get to make the choices about their lives if you're an exercise professional but who's relying on you and if you have people in your life who need your help who need your support who need you to be strong who need you to be tough who need you to be around could today be a really good day to say, hmm, enough is enough. No more excuses, no more justifications, no more blaming somebody else. I'm fat because of my job. I'm fat because of my hormones. I'm fat because I don't have time to exercise. I'm fat because I don't like to wear active wear. I'm out of shape because I... Uh, how about we stop making excuses? I stand here. I have no understanding about that because, and as I often share... If I had to choose between brushing my teeth and exercising, and I hope I never have to, uh, I would actually choose exercise. As much as I love to have clean teeth and I love to brush my teeth twice a day, I actually exercise more than twice a day because I do four puffs an hour. Uh, but I also understand that if you've got uh, great circulation, if you've got strong bones, if you've got strong muscles pulling on your bones, you'll have stronger bones, which means you'll have stronger teeth. So you're more likely to look after your teeth if you're fit and strong than if you just brush your teeth. So I don't want to ever choose between brushing my teeth and exercising, but if I had to, I would choose exercise. If I have to choose between going out for dinner and exercising, I choose exercise. If I have to choose, I always exercise first. It's the first thing I do every day, and I'm sharing that with you because it sets me up for everything else. It's the only thing that I would never, ever procrastinate on. Uh, and I, I don't want to be a procrastinator of anything but I will never miss my exercise because I understand how awesome it makes me feel. And the most beautiful thing about that is I also love to lie on the couch and eat cookies. I love to watch television and eat biscuits and, and lollies and ice creams. And, and I'm, I love to relax. But it's really cool knowing that when you lie, lie down to relax, you can do that because you've got a healthy, fit, strong body that's burning fat and calories faster when you're resting because you've got a really fast metabolism. Isn't it awesome that the human body is designed to be fit and strong, and then to be a fast fat-burning machine while you're resting. So how about we stop making excuses, turn our body into a fast fat-burning machine, calorie-burning machine, alcohol-burning machine, food-burning machine, virus, germ and bug and disease-fighting machine. Our brain pumps happy drugs, so we become a happy drug-pumping machine, and our whole life will become a high-performance machine. Wouldn't that be awesome? I feel good. No, 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 no. I knew that I would now. No, 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 no.